Filthy Net Deckers podcast. I'm Nate, just a good old-fashioned lover boy, known around the internet as Darth Heretic. I'm joined by somebody to love, Tony. You can find him at MTG Tony on Twitter. Together, we are the champions. We will rock you on today's podcast as we will go over a kind of magic with one vision. It's a hard life in this bicycle race known as life, but I want it all. Hmm. Don't stop me now, but you know I want to break free of all those stupid intros. Why'd you These are the this, days then? of our lives when, like, the show must go on. So I'm under pressure to write a good intro for once. I'm thinking, I need to add some fat bottom girls to this crazy little thing called love. I mean, uh, intro. Oh, well. I guess another one bites the dust. Bohemian Rhapsody? Wow. You really are a killer queen. <laughs> it's terrible. a good thing you're my best friend. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, you're not. He, he, sorry, John. He's literally wrote this all out for me to say. You're still my best friend, John. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You said it. <laughs> I'm putting that at the end. <laughs> all right. We got a full episode for you today. We've got our usual FND 101. It's got a little bit of a twist this week. It's not going to be all about us, but that's okay. Uh, we got a beginner tip that's really for more experienced players, but it kind of fits well with our theme of... Uh, Beginner tips. Um, we have some Morrow teasers for Neon Destiny. These are always a good thing that we like to talk oh, about. I love these. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to be going over each and every one of them and let you know what we think about them. Then there's also a huge BNR <laughs> announcement yesterday. Um, That's so, an yeah, understatement. We're gonna, like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to go over that. We'll let you know what we think, too. When we get to that point, we'll get to that. So, yeah. If you aren't a patron of the show yet, I can't tell you how much you should be. Our Discord server's always chatting about whatever. We get a Facebook chat that literally does not stop talking and er helping each other out and going over everything with magic. We got a new. It's awesome. We've got a new guy in there who has been playing Arena for like three weeks now, and he is always asking questions. And some of the questions are like basic questions that other I have seen people post up in like groups and get absolutely trashed because. You know, they're saying just a very simple question, or other people are like, "That's a stupid question." He yeah, asks, like they ask, "What kind of booster bu uh, should I buy? Like, what kind of booster pack?" What, what other does, people what would just booster? give this person crap and you know be mean, and all they do is help them out. Everyone in this group is just—it's such a great collection of people. I love them. Yeah, I do too. Mm -hmm. And it's more than just our patrons in the Facebook chat. It's people who all seem to have our way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there are also most of the um, people who played in our tournaments, mm -hmm. too, which is nice. Yep. And I just want to give a shout-out and a thanks to every single one of the patrons and anyone who will be a future patron. It's really, it really is the most amazing thing for us. Yeah, thank you guys all so much. It, it means the world to us. It really does. I love it. I love that there is a group of people talking under the Filthy Net Deckers, like, banner, and it's such, it's such a good group. Yeah, we don't have any, like, jerks in the group none. to each other, you know? Yeah, none. And, none whatsoever. And then it's the awesome. conversation about just deep life and how to be a good human being came about. And I'm looking at this going, this is a magic group. Why are we talking this deep here, guys? But it's, it's awesome. Like, oh, I love seeing them. I really do. Yep. Love it. Uh, I'd like, if I mean, not that I want everyone to be, like, best friends with each other, but, you know, I want... Just to know these people by their first name and mm -hmm. kind of talk to them. Mm -hmm. Not just as fans of the show, but as like friends. As it's cool. people. Yeah, as actual yeah. human beings. 
Filthy Net Deckers 101. So Nate, on a scale where the brand new magic player starts out maybe going through the kitchen table casual, a casual LGS player to a competitive LGS player to maybe like a competitive tournament grinder, and then I guess like a pro. I don't know what else is past there. Where do you sit? And where, where would you like to be? Well, I would say currently I am sitting as an arena player. And that's kind of what I am. I'm just strictly an arena player. I don't really go to my LGS and even play in a tournament. The last time I was at an LGS was just last week to play casual commander. But even before that, it had been years since I haven't played in a, you know, everything's down. Yeah, of course. COVID of course. happened and everything kind of went down. I, at one point, was a competitive LGS player. I was going to LGSs and playing the modern knights with a competitive modern deck trying to win i was going to modern 1ks i won a modern 1k at one point in the past and i was absolutely a you know competitive lgs players probably the highest i would have gotten and i wanted to be a tournament grinder that would have been awesome that would have been absolutely something i could do of course we'll talk about the fact that tournaments aren't a thing right and what that means in a bit but uh you know, now I would probably say I'm a uh, competitive arena player. Okay, that's fair I enough, I kind of too. try to play competitive arena decks. I try to make Mythic. Whether I do or not is different, but I try to make Mythic. Even if the past month of arena specifically, I have been leaning into Brawl just to have fun. I've been doing that more than I've been ladder grinding. But that's what I would say I am, is a competitive arena player. Okay, yeah, that yourself? makes sense. Yeah, I mean... Like on my list that I put, I would have put somewhere around competitive LGS player. I never really went into the tournament grind. Um, mm-hmm. I've always done stuff on Saturday mornings when a lot of the tournaments were. Like I've always coached baseball leagues and football leagues or had to work Saturday mornings. So that was never really a thing that I did. Um, so mostly it was just at my LGS playing whenever I could. Mm-hmm. So that's about where I stopped. And I think that's pretty much where I would want to be. Going to a tournament every single week just isn't really the lifestyle for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm pretty much where you are with Arena 2. I think I'm a little more competitive than you are. I play a lot more ranked. I, I'm constantly just trying hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Where I like to sometimes slow down and just have a little bit of fun. Yeah. And not just always be on that grind. See, to me, it is fun to be on that grind. And I don't like just playing for no reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, like once in a while, you got to kind of take your mind off of it. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I enjoy the grind. There was an SCG article that came out uh, yesterday. Star City Games. Article. Star City Games. Star City Games is um, the biggest magic website around. Maybe Channel Fireball's number one. Yeah, I, I was going to say, one of the top two or three. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, they constantly have had articles... And content galore about mm-hmm. competitive magic, how to get better, everything about it. And they announced yesterday that they were discontinuing all most of their competitive magic talk. Um, mm. This is kind of crazy to me. Um, they cite in it that there's just no more competitive magic. That's not what Wizards is going towards anymore. Well, what the... Can you blame them at the point? And they're 100% correct with that. Yeah, they said they're losing money talking about competitive magic, so now they're going to focus more on the casual crowd. Wow. Yeah, no, this is like huge news Mm -hmm. in 
like the content world. Yep. Um, how many people did they lay off? I don't think they said how many because they didn't want to give names and they didn't want to do stuff. But uh, a bunch of people have come out on Twitter saying I was one of the ones who was uh, fired yesterday. Almost everybody I follow on Twitter that writes for them said that, that they were mm-hmm. one of the ones that go. So I'm assuming that's basically everybody. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the people who talk, Commander, are still going to be on there. That's crazy. It, it It's really crazy. Um, so one of the things I worry about, what does that mean for like us? I know we're not part of Star City Games or anything, mm-hmm. but like, we don't really cater to the highly competitive crowd anyway. Correct. We're more the casual competitive crowd. Mm-hmm. But does, I mean, what does that mean for us? Is there still going to be net decks? Not as money, I'm guessing. I mean, are the pros going to keep playing this game if they're not getting paid even if it's through content creation like what are they yeah what are they playing for that they would want to mm-hmm. flesh and blood right <laughs> i mean maybe but i'm not gonna i yeah no i certainly blood. i certainly do not want to start a new game no no me either I, I enjoy magic it's been my life for you know close to 30 years mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of crazy so i just um kind of worries yeah me. well in my opinion as long as uh as long as there's still net decks there still be the filthy net deckers yeah no i mean we're not going anywhere that's for sure mm-hmm. i just just kind of worries me the way magic is going right now and I, I don't i'm not a big fan of it like i wish competitive magic were more of a thing yeah no i i agree maybe hopefully with um What's his name there? Uh, Huey Jensen being put into that position. Maybe they'll change some stuff and SCG can come back and be like, you know what? Now that there is a competitive scene, we'll start to write some more competitive articles. Yeah. You never, when you when you fire people, it's not easy to always get them back, too. Well, no, absolutely. Yeah. And to be completely honest, I don't have Star City Games Premium. No, I don't either. I, I never paid for that. So these weren't articles I was reading? But I understand the impact that it will have. I understand that this is big. If Channel Fireball did the same thing tomorrow, then what, you know? Mm -hmm. Even if, like, you don't necessarily read those articles, and I I don't also have a CG premium. But, like, the people that are writing those are still doing all the work. Mm -hmm. And then, if they're not doing that work anymore then they're not going to be playing Magic necessarily, and then mm-hmm. that valuable information that they had is now going to be just gone. Mm-hmm. No, you're 100% right. And even if you don't actually like take in that content, you're still getting it somehow. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I am worried. I mean, what if uh, Channel Fireball does say that tomorrow? Say, no, you're right. This isn't really for us either. We're losing money just as much as you were. Oh, it's, a, it's a scary thought. It really is. But then maybe maybe this is good for us. Already leaning into the casual crowd. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just And if they're not there watching Star City Game stuff, maybe they're listening to our podcast instead. That's true. That's true. Now if we could just get on YouTube, we'd be all set. They'd be able to be able to see us. Soon. Hopefully soon. Nice, nice, nice. I like it. So I don't know, this was my thought. I wanted to kinda of bring that up so we could talk about it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, beginner's tips. Beginner's tips. Beginner's tips. One more time. Beginner's tips. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, this week, I know this is more towards like the experienced crowd than the beginners, but beginners, I want to listen in. I want them to listen in too. My tip is give your cards away to new, newer players. I don't think we've talked about this before. I know what you're thinking, okay? Cards are worth a lot of money. Why would I ever give my cards up? But to be honest, most cards aren't worth all that much. Um, you're going to get more players playing by offering up some of your commons and uncommons that are just piling up in boxes. Give them mm -hmm. to newer players. Have them make some playable decks. They don't have to be like highly competitive decks. I'm not saying to give away your, you know, Black Lotus or your... What you know, whatever, just little things to help make people happier. Mm hmm. One hundred percent. Yeah, you get some like bulk rares. Throw in a few of those. Uh, especially younger players, they love to get rares of any kind. Like they just oh, see that and they get all excited. My nephew will just come into my room, go up to a stack of magic cards, pull out a stack of cards, and go, "Can I have these?" <laughs> and I'll look through them and go, "You can't have that." You can't have that, but yeah, you can have the rest, buddy. There you go. Yep. Whatever whatever I pulled out, I know is worth something, but the rest of those cards he can have. I don't need them. Yep, for sure, for sure. Um, when I uh, had a football party, uh, we had our whole team and we had like a little pizza party. One of the things I did was I brought, I don't know, 10 or 12 homemade decks, just basically commons and uncommons and all the different color pairs. Mm -hmm. And I said to everybody, I said, okay, you can play me. And if um, if you win or lose, you can keep whatever deck you play. If you win, you can go through my binder of rares and take any card you want. Nice. Nobody beat me. <laughs> like, that That wasn't even close. And I said, if you have your own deck, too, you can bring that and I'll play against you also. Um, but if you don't and you know how to play, you can play me and just take the cards. And if you have your own deck, just take my deck. Mm -hmm. It was it was a lot of fun. A lot of the kids enjoyed it. Um, one kid brought a blue deck with no islands in it. <laughs> he realized afterward that he didn't have enough islands to make the deck and his other deck. So he had taken the islands out. And so oh. when he played me... Oh, I don't have enough islands. He, oh. <laughs> he had no islands in the deck. Tell me you handed this kid a stack of islands. I didn't have any with me. <laughs> like, oh. So I gave him a blue deck so he could just take that one. Uh -huh. But oh. I, I never want to hear from someone, I don't have enough basic land to make my deck. Mm -hmm. Because the next thing you're going to get is a hundred basic lands from me. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I have so many basic lands, it's ridiculous. Oh my god. So many basic lands. <laughs> it takes up so much space. And I, I want to get rid of them, but at the same exact time, I can't. Yeah, it, it, for just this reason. Mm -hmm. And then I see, like, um, I just uh, was looking at one of the invoices that the toy soldier got in, and Mick bought a land station. You know, so that way we always have enough lands well, at the store. And it was, like, $25. Oh, my God. I, I think maybe that was the retail price. I don't know, but... I was like, uh -huh. that's a lot of money. You, like, do you know how many basic lands I have at home? <laughs> you, Mick, you wanted you wanted this money lands. Give me the $25 <laughs> and I will give you all of those lands in oh, a box. Oh, absolutely. You want to, I'll give you twice as many for $25. Bucks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I bring in some every once in a while when I see the land station getting light. I just kind of come in and fill it. 
But then the, then the lands don't match because I just have random lands from the Correct. history of magic. Yep. That's that's my land box too. And then when anybody sees a revised land and they're like, oh my god, a revised land. You're like, oops. Uh, no, I'm like, dude, I've got literally probably <laughs> 15,000 revised lands at my house. but even like the draft chaff if you go and you do a draft you'll watch you'll see players walk away and just leave the draft chaff on the table Mm -hmm. collect that stuff collect it and give it away yes 100 percent. if you can make a couple decks and then just bring them with you when you go and play at a like Mm -hmm. a little store 100 percent. yeah and you see a kid just give him the deck just Mm -hmm. here you go buddy You'll see dividends all the way around because the more players we get, the more chance you have to make new friends. Um, mm-hmm. It's good for your LGS to have more players, mm-hmm. and it's good for you to beat up on the new players. <laughs> <laughs> I know that might sound, that might sound terrible, but but think about it. Like, if the more players you have, the bigger the prizes will be, mm-hmm. and they're going to get better eventually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, you should always help out new players as best you can. Mm-hmm. I agree. Morrow's teasers. Wish it was a okay. Wish it was a Queen song for that. Yeah. Yeah. This should be oh, Morrow's teasers. I'm sure if we sat down and thought about it <laughs> enough, there is enough of a Queen discography that we could have figured out. <laughs> I didn't a song to right. have done for each of these easily. Ah oh, man, I really messed up. F and D. One, no, one. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That would have been perfect. That, that was, okay. Anyway, so, blog a talk. Yes. So, every uh, every set before the previews come out, Mark Rosewater posts up on his blog a talk um, his old duelist style teasers where he gives a tiny hint of things to come. And note that this is only partial information. And purposefully given partial mm-hmm. information. So this says, first up, here are some things you can expect. Two different pairings of creature types get tribally connected. I have no idea what this means. So my thought is two different pairings of tre- creature types being like Goblin elves and, elf. and goblins will get tribally connected because there is a elf goblin. Okay, sure. That, that's my thought with that, but two different ones. So there'll be an elf goblin and a merfolk cat. So you don't I think, don't well, what about ninja? May, sh- I'm sure it's probably ninja. I'm just pulling names out, but yeah. Moonfolk and ninja, maybe? Sure. <laughs> Mermoonfolk? No, no, I don't think it's going to be mermoonfolk. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, I read that and I'm like, I don't really understand really what that means. Or is there going to yeah. be, like, a, a mechanic that says, if you have a ninja or a moonfolk in play, this happens? Maybe. Maybe. The next one I think is a little easier to, to understand. It's a black instant with destroyed target creature or planeswalker that can be cast for two mana. Or you kick it and it will do something else. Oh, I, I figure this is more like the Baleful Mastery. Maybe. Where it's four mana, but you can cast it for two if you pay the student mm-hmm. cost. So, the kicker, yeah. Well, th- that was... all just... Everything's just kicker, Well, okay? it's the opposite on that one. It's a cheaper cost. Because it's four mana normally, or two mana if you pay the student cost. Gotcha. That's right. It's the reverse. Reverse kicker. But it's just kicker. But it's just kicker. It's reverse kicker. 
Your reverse kicker. Moving Your on. Your mom's reverse <laughs> kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Sue Madre's reverse kicker. Yay. Oh. Yeah, he is. <laughs> a popular legendary creature. I don't know why anyone listens to us. A popular <laughs> legendary creature from Champions of Kamigawa Block returns in a new form. So, legendary creatures from Champions of Kamigawa are a dime a dozen. There's, Every creature. There's a million in Champions. Of them. Yeah. So this could literally be anyone. Well, I mean, it has to be someone who could survive for thousands of years. Sure. Like Higadetsu okay. or however you pronounce that guy's name. We already I know. I did not play he's coming in back. the original Kamigawa block whatsoever. I did not either. I only, I, I only look back at it. That's all. Because this was when I was paused in magic. Well, we do, like I said, we do know that, that Higadetsu is back. If mm-hmm. I'm mispronouncing that name, I probably am, but... You know who Join I mean, right? Join the club. We have buttons. Yeah, yes, that's I true. Do. Um, we know he's coming back anyway, and he was popular. And mm-hmm. as an aside, I was playing a historic match the other day and lost to Higadetsu's second rights, or whatever. <laughs> exactly 10 I damage? I was exactly at 10, and they killed me. <laughs> that's great. Do you know how that's upset awesome. I was, but also, like, Yeah, thrilled? you can't be upset. Yeah, you can just be like, wow, did that really happen? Nice, good game. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, Ugh. this is terrible. An unnamed mechanic that cares about you having two things that magic has had since its beginning. This is just a weird Any one. Thoughts? So I assume it's got to be something like, if you have an artifact and an enchantment, X happens. This creature gets it's, plus one, plus one if you have an artifact It's going to be batching of some sort, you know. Yep. If you hit two things that magic has had since its beginning, plus one, plus one counters on creatures. You know what I mean? If your creature has a plus one, plus one counter on it, or an aura on it, it will have something, you know? Yeah, okay, sure. Stuff like I that. I suppose it doesn't have to be, like, types. It could just be counters or whatever. Just things that magic has had since its beginning, yes. Uh, finish of a five-card cycle many years in the making. Oh, again, I don't... I didn't play in the set, so I don't really have the knowledge of knowing what four-card cycles started around then. Um, I wouldn't have known either, but somebody... One of the podcasts I listened to... MTG Goldfish. It probably was. That said it could be the um, the Seiju of the North or Kami of the North. Whichever North, South, East, West center is missing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I have no idea. Could be. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. One of Tamiyo's children gets a legendary creature card. Now, I know Tamiyo has 87 children, so it could be any one of them. I actually did not know Tamiyo had any children, so... Yeah, I, I knew she had a bunch of kids. I didn't know it was 87, but... No, I made that number okay. up. I pulled that yeah, number, yeah. yeah. I don't know any of them. So. I don't either. Um, a new creature token with an ability not seen before on a card. That's kind of okay. weird to me, because creature tokens don't generally have abilities. Mm-hmm. And then, not seen before on a card? That's kind of weird. Well, Blood Token has an ability. True, true. Two popular cycles from Champions of Kamigawa Block return each with a new twist. We know the big dragons are back. Yep. Because they've already announced that dragon cycle. Yeah, that's not really... They don't have a new twist, though, do they? I don't know. They're new dragons. Yeah, yeah, they're new dragons. But they both have die triggers still. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't really know though. 
Me neither. Yep. Um, where? Oh, this one is now. Oh, did I put these out of order? No, I didn't. Um, next thing is they're just uh, words that occur on a card. We're missing. You passed two of these. Did I? A creature that makes a le- a creature that makes a legendary oh. frog creature token. Okay, sure. Two new Yamazakis. Yamazakis. There we go. That's how you pronounce those. Yep. Do you know what they were? They were brothers. Um, yeah. Yep. They were. Uh, I was just gonna say a family, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they both. You could. They were legendaries with the same name, but you could have them both on the battlefield. Gotcha. Yep. I remember that. So next, here are some rules text that will be showing up on cards. You may cast target enchantment card from your graveyard this turn. That's pretty neat. Well, I know I remember that it's a very enchantment heavy set. The original um, Kamigawa was was so. it? There, there was very there was a bunch of enchantments. They loved their enchantments in Kamigawa. I don't remember that at all. No, no. The shrines were from Kamigawa. Oh yeah, it's true. Oh, are we gonna get new shrines? That'd be cool. Yes. We're absolutely going to get new shrines. A hundred percent. I'm excited about that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, the next one is where X is the number of times this ability has resolved this turn. Pay X where X is the number of times this ability has resolved this turn. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So maybe, I don't know. That's weird. Uh, I don't either. One mana target creature gets plus one plus or plus X plus X until no turn. Oh, that or would be nice. X. Target creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of times this ability is resolved. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah. The next one says, whenever you cast an artifact, instant, or sorcery spell, copy that spell. Don't know what card this is, but I want to play it. This is Panharmonicon, like, awesome Panharmonicon. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> it's just what we need is double the... Um, all around epiphanies being cast. I don't think we have to worry about that anymore. But that's coming up Ooh. next. <laughs> All right. That's in the next one. <laughs> the first activated ability of an artifact you activate each turn costs two less to activate. Oh, is there going to be a lot of artifact activations? This, there's a lot of the word activate in this word. <laughs> there really is. <laughs> that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. I assume then that there's got to be a lot of artifacts. They wouldn't make a card that said this otherwise. Mm-hmm. You might be right. Yeah. Um, the next one says, then repeat this process for an enchantment and a planeswalker. And a planeswalker. Interesting. Not or a planeswalker, but and a. So you would have to repeat the process for an enchantment and a plane. Unless it's like search your library. Oh, search your library for an artifact. And then repeat this process. Well, why would they say that instead of just search your library? I don't know. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, strange for sure. Um, The next one says, You may sacrifice a permanent that shares a card type with the chosen card. Okay. Don't know where we can go with that, but yeah, that's a thing. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I'm trying to think and I can't. Yeah, no, this, this one's the tough one to figure out exactly how that expands. Um, you may tap any number of untapped creatures you control. Convoke? True, true, true. I was thinking, um, what's that blue spell that um, is in cube a lot where you can tap uh, the opponent's stuff Not for each creature? Cube, so. You don't cube. Ugh, you're killing me, dude. 
<laughs> anyway, th- there's a blue enchantment that says uh, tap a creature you control, tap target permanent. Gotcha. Okay. Maybe something like that. I That'd be fun. That would be cool. Uh, the next one is the legend rule doesn't apply to permanents you control. Nice. Mirror gallery. Part two. Because mirror gallery affects everybody. Mm-hmm. And they don't make things that affect everybody anymore, so. Gotcha. Yep, this is Mirror Gallery just for you. It's going to be called Hand Mirror Gallery. <laughs> the tiny little hand mirror. That ability triggers an additional time. Imagine if, cool. this, if this is like another artifact that doubles ability triggers. Or and then, then you put it on the whenever you cast an artifact instant or sorcery oh. spell, we're going to double that. We're going to make that ability trigger an additional time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh. sounds awesome. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, you'd never be able to get all of these things onto the battlefield at the same time mm-hmm. without losing the mono white. But you know what? Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun. It does sound like fun. Yeah. And then this one. This one is the crazy one. If it has dealt 10 or more damage to that player this turn, they lose the game. Which you just lost. Again, I didn't lose it until you just said that I lost it. Correct. That's how that works. Man, that's terrible. 10 or more damage to that player. If you've already done 10 or more damage to a player, let's hope you've already killed them. True. But this is a lot like the Terror of Mount Velis, or no. Inferno of the Mount? Yeah, that thing. Yep. Didn't you play a dragon deck? Come on, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's just the six mana one. That's all I know it Mm. has, the six mana one. Yeah. Uh, So it could be like that, where if its power gets up to 20, you deal 20 damage or something. But... With that, you can get its power to be 20 and deal 20 to that player and kill off this player. This specifically says if it deals 10 or more damage to that player this turn, they lose. Well, it takes care of all those life gain decks that we're seeing everywhere. You know, that is true. doesn't matter if you got 600 life if I'm doing 10 damage mm-hmm. to you. Let's hope this is an enchantment and we can put it on the um, voice of the blessed. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of like helping that life gain deck. Mm-hmm. No, I expect that to be a red card for sure. Probably. Yeah. And then finally, here are some creature type lines in the set. There's, there's a lot of cool ones here. Oh, yeah. The, there's All of these are really cool. Fox Pilot. Are we getting Star Fox? Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Like, I didn't think about it being Star Fox, but yes. Oh, Fox Pilot. That's Star Fox. Come on. No, I know. But uh, Onique put it in the group chat. And yeah. put a picture of Star... And I'm like, yes! Okay, of course. Why didn't I see that when I first read Fox Pilot? And the next one has zero reference to anything whatsoever. No, of course not. No, no, I no. don't know where this would have come from. A, I don't know if this is a reference to something. It's a turtle ninja? Hmm. I wonder, like, what the hmm. age grouping is going to be on this. Like, are they going to be yeah, I wonder, kids I'm, or adults? And I wonder if they're going to be, like, normal turtles? Or if they're going to have any sort of, like... Things, mutations. Like mutations that have happened to him. Yeah, yeah, that'd be weird. Interesting. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, let the thing that makes a legendary frog creature token have something to do with Ninja Turtles too. I mean, if come on, if Matt likes to uh, paint cards, I, I really expect him to make Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael <laughs> all out of versions. whatever this turtle ninja card is. Yes. As, <laughs> People will, 100%. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool. The next one is uh, a Moonfolk Samurai. There we go. That Does that count as two different pairing of creature types get tribally connected? 
Moonfolk and samurai are now tribally connected. That makes sense, but I would I wouldn't think you would put the two together. You, you say that, but sometimes I remember some of these things having the answer to one of the questions later on. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that happening in the past. So uh, the next one on here says goblin artificer, which haven't we had before? Millions of them. Millions yeah. of them. But I guess the fact it's on Kamigawa is the big deal? Can't imagine that that being a big deal. Have there been many goblins on Kamigawa? Kiki-jiki. Alright. Okay. Ooh, actually, thinking of Kiki-jiki, could that make the extra um, artifact instant or sorcery? Maybe there's like a Kiki-jiki. Maybe. That when you tap it, it does that? Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We also have an ogre warrior. Coming up next? Is that... I think what's special about these... Is they're artifact creatures. Are they're artifact creatures. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even reading that before. Yeah, I wasn't either. Then I look over, artifact creature, goblin artificer. So it itself is an artifact that is an artificer. So kind of... And a goblin. It's kind of like uh, Esper Sentinels and artifact creature human? Correct. Interesting. And so this is an artifact creature ogre warrior. We've seen Ogre Warriors many times, so I'm like, what? what's the big deal? Oh yeah, this is Artifact Creature before it. That might be the important part about both of these cards. Uh, the next one is kind of weird, too. It's not an Artifact Creature. but It's, it's an Enchantment Creature. We haven't seen these since Theros. Mm-hmm. I don't think, have we? MH2, I'm sure, probably had something in there. True, true, true. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, just like a standard. Standard, set. no. It's been a while, I think. Uh, we got a Rat Rogue. And an enchantment creature, Egg. Hmm. An enchanted egg and an enchanted rat, Rouge. <laughs> Rouge. <laughs> yeah, rat rogue is always fun. Yep. Um, eggs are usually pretty good in magic. Mm-hmm. The last egg we got was ridiculous. Yeah. Still smoldering over that. Uh, next one we have is a legendary creature, a Kirin spirit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I say the same thing. Just, okay, sure. Okay. A legendary creature, Goblin Samurai. Neat. I like the fact that there's going to be a lot of samurai in the set. Mm-hmm. I want to see a Goblin Samurai. That'll look cool. And then the last one here is five words. Legendary Enchantment Creature, Snake Druid. Nice. So are we supposed to know who this is? I don't know. I think it's just basically telling us that the Naga are still around. Okay. And, that and powerful. And powerful. Legendary, even. So we'll see how those work out. That's, uh, we love these because it gives us zero information, but still giving us some information to talk about. And yeah. us, it allows our minds to go crazy with things instead of them just going here, here's the card. That's what I like about these. Moving on, we have Bannon announcements, which is huge. Which is huge. Normally we don't, like, go deep on a ban announcement. When we do talk about ban announcements, we don't really go deep on them because, well, they're just banning cards. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, for things that we don't usually play with. So mm-hmm. say, like, they change modern. We, me and you don't play a lot of modern right now. They, they banned Ragavan in, um, in Legacy. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't play any legacy whatsoever, so this doesn't matter to me. You know, the stuff that does affect us would be standard. Yes, and it does. We do have a standard ban. 
Yep, and um, our next tournament is standard, right? Or... Correct. So this definitely affects that. Mm-hmm. So this, <clears throat> the they they banned three cards in standard. That is I a think lot that's of the cards to ban. Biggest shock out of all of it is the fact that it wasn't the one card we all were expecting it to be. They threw two more under the bus too. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't ban all the cards that they nerfed. You know, okay. Like mm-hmm. one of these cards wasn't touched at all during the original nerfings. Correct. Which I found out they're not allowed to say that wizards. They're not allowed to use that word. Nerfing. Is that a joke? Nope, that is a because 100% I, thing. I kind of read the same thing, but I took it as a Onion article and not a New York Times article. No, one of the, um, I forget who it was, um, used to work for Wizards and said they're not, um, all Hasbro subsidiaries are not allowed to use the term nerf. because it, In a derogatory term. Yep. Because they have a brand called nerf. Exactly. <sighs> which is a softer, weaker version of a real thing. Which is where the term, I assume, came from. Huh. See, I read the same thing, but I took it as a I bet you tinfoil hat joke type and not a... You know, I can just see that as the headline of an Onion article. Hasbro doesn't want wizards to use the word nerf because of the derogatory term towards the nerf brand. I can see that as like a, a fake article, not as, no, oh yeah, that, that's real. I can see that being a real thing. That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, you can't talk bad about the place you work at. Sure. No one's talking bad, though. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so three cards were banned in standard. All around Epiphany. I don't think this is a surprised. shock to anybody. Nope. No one. No one is remotely surprised at the fact Alaron's Epiphany is banned. No, no, no. Um, this card has needed it for a while. Um, I know Onique has been talking about this for being banned for months. Mm-hmm. And I was forever. like, I, I don't know, you know. Especially once they nerfed it, I figured for sure they weren't going to ban it. I figured they don't even care about standard, to tell you the truth. Well, I was thinking the same thing. And then once I saw these three cards come out, it made me realize, you know what? They care about Standard every other month, and this month they care about Standard. Next month, they'll care about Alchemy, and then the month after that, they'll care about Standard again. Well, they definitely cared about Alchemy this month, too. Mm-hmm. But it's the whole Standard has been dead for the past month because they just did Alchemy, and now when they release Kamigawa, we're going to have a whole new Kamigawa Standard to play. Yeah. And, and I, everyone will be playing Kamigawa Standard. Now, Kamigawa Alchemy will be a new thing at the same time, but we're not going to get new Alchemy-only cards I think we are. for Alchemy. Yeah. But not at the same time as no. Kamigawa is released. I thought it came out at the same time, but I... A month later. Okay. Interesting. So every other month they'll care about Standard, then they're <laughs> going to care about Alchemy, and then they'll go back to Standard, then they'll go back to Alchemy. Interesting. Okay. But when, when I saw this come out, I was like, okay, they're getting ready for Kamigawa to be released, and they want Standard to be played in Kamigawa. Yeah, they definitely do. They want the new cards to be played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want all, all Runs Epiphany decks, again, still. Correct. Still. This is the, the Throne of Eldraine problem that they had. Exa- it's exactly what it was. 
um, Divide by Zero is banned. That's the biggest shock out of this whole list, out of everything today. Divide by Zero being banned is the biggest. I mean, this is a strong card. Oh, I'm not saying it isn't a strong card. I mean, even like Remand was always one of the strongest counterspells for like years and years. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, a better Remand. Granted, uh, Remand costs two. Costs two, and you get to draw a random card. This one, you get to pick mm-hmm. which card you get for just one more mana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is one of those cards I don't like seeing, so I'm happy it's gone. Did I think they would ban it? No. No, not I all. didn't think so either, but... I mean, I'm happy that they did. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it only gets me uncommon wild cards, but that's okay. Yeah, I certainly don't need uncommon wild cards. No. Do we get wild cards for these, even though they're playable in historic? Yep. Okay, good. Yep, for sure. Um, Faceless Haven is also banned. It's just so strong of a card. It's Every deck now has to play Snowlands mm-hmm. because it's just that good of a card. It's just mm-hmm. almost too no, much on point. I agree. I I understand why they banned it. It's It was another shock, but not as surprising as Divide by Zero. Right, exactly. Now, I'm, I am shocked Asika's Chariot didn't get anything at all. Nothing. Because I really not feel like at all. Mono Green is going to become huge after this. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe with Kamigawa, though, it'll be different. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I just don't see Mono Green not being the number one deck right now. And maybe that's mm-hmm. what they want. They just want creature decks. Maybe. Yeah. And then the uh, other one that affects us a bit is it is historic. Yes. Memory lapse sure. is banned. What? No way. I thought that was banned already. It's about oh, time. Suspended. This is what I was talking about a couple weeks ago. I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, we're I want my get wild cards. Twelve what rare wild cards? Yes. Nope. No, we're gonna get eight rare and four mythic rare. Oh right. Yeah. True. That's perfect. That's awesome. That's gonna let me build another deck. Mm-hmm. And then also, Teferi Time Raveler has been rebalanced and unbanned. So now you're going to lose your four wild cards from it being banned. No, that's no. not how that works. <laughs> no, it's not. Stop that. Don't put that in their heads. Oh, wait, they already had that in their heads and said, we can't do that. We're not going to do that. Don't worry, guys. And everyone was like, yeah, no, no crap, you're not going to do that. <laughs> what are you going to do? Make it so that uh, the next three rare wild cards I get, I have to give immediately back to you? Yep, that's what you're going to have to do. You are negative three rare wild cards? Get out of here. Uh, so uh, Teferi is being rebalanced in Historic. And what they're doing to Teferi to rebalance him is uh, they're making it have five starting loyalty from four and making it cost one more. You know, is that is the two big things. Oh, well, it's not the biggest thing, but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Make it cost one more and then give you an extra loyalty for Mm -hmm. it. Okay. And then the static ability is changing slightly from your opponents can only cast spells as if they were sorceries. So mad about this. Your opponents can't cast spells during your turn. Yep. Like, I was so hoping that this would come in and stop all these emergent ultimatum decks that I'm seeing in Historic. Because uh, mm-hmm. then they would go on the stack and then you wouldn't be able to cast them. Yep. 100% wanted that to be the case. And it's just not the way it works. I am happy that they changed it to your opponents can only, can't cast spells during your turn. Because I'm sure that's the way they wanted it to be. 
I'm sure it wasn't a, I want this card to lock down games of magic completely, but just make it so that you can play your stuff and not have it countered. I don't know, if you're going to play unfair magic, I think this is just a fair card to stop it. But it, it's not just that. It's like the Dreadhorde Arcanist. Is that unfair magic? I mean, it can be. Especially if you're like looting away different things and then it's not like you're always just getting the same card back that you cast for one mana. I hear you. I I like this it, text better myself. And they can both I don't be like fair it. cards. Yeah. And, you know, Teferi could just be better. I, I don't like that it costs four and comes in with five now, but... I definitely think this was a downgrade of a card by yeah. a significant amount. Oh, absolutely, but that was the point. Yeah, I had I had no problem with it being four mana. It honestly probably should have been to begin with. Mm-hmm. I would have even been okay with four and four, and then just leave the rest of the text on there. Yeah. The, my first thought when I saw this was scape shifts back on the menu, boys, and then I realized I've got nothing to scape shift into. I don't have a win con for scape shift anymore, so. In historic? Not in arena. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. They don't have the uh, win con. But that wasn't the only card to get changed. In in alchemy? or Well, that that's not in alchemy. That's in historic. But in alchemy, they rebalanced... I don't know, 20 cards? Something like that. Yeah. 18. Okay. 18 more cards they rebalanced. Um, and a lot of these I am, like, huge fans of. Like, I think yes. this was awesome for the format. And you're right. This does say um, card buffs and card adjustments. adjustments. Yes. You're, Just it an does adjustment. Say, uh, all right. So the card buffs. We'll go right down the you list. You mean the um, card positive adjustment? Positive adjustment, yes. <laughs> um, the Arclet, Archlich, rules adjustment. Remove the option to sacrifice a creature on attack trigger. I, w- I don't know what that means. I don't think I know this card enough to know what it did before. So the Whenever only thing... it attacks, create a number of 2-2 two, two zombies, creature tokens, equal the number of opponents you have. So there's an option to sack a creature, I don't know. The only time I've ever played this card... Is just to recast it and keep venturing into the dungeon over and over again. Correct. Yeah. So I don't think I didn't know it had more. (laughs) Yeah. No. A hundred percent correct, Tony. (laughs) You only read the first paragraph, and that was it. And that's all. Only part that mattered. Yep. So is this going to make this card even more playable? I highly doubt it. No, not at all. I don't think so. This is just another card. Yeah, but it is making it better, and I will always take wizards making cards better. Mm-hmm. The next one is Assemble from Parts. Again, I, I've never played this card in my whole life either. But It is an alchemy card. Yes, it is. So uh, They lowered the overall cost, and um, it now requires two black mana. Um, the ability cost went from 1 BB. Uh, ability now costs 1 BB from 3 B. So the card said it costs one single mana. Target creature card in your graveyard perpetually gains one black black. Exile this card from your graveyard. Shuffle it into your library. Create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a 4-4 black zombie in addition to its other types. Activate only as a sorcery. And it says, We felt the dream of reanimating a creature on turn 4 with Assemble the Parts was too difficult to achieve. Changing the ability's cost will make it a turn 4 reanimation much more consistent, but will require a heavy commitment to black to support the adjusted cost. Yeah, no, that's cool. Okay. Yep. Sure. I like... When they give a little explanation afterward, instead of just being like, we 
we've removed an option. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I also like the art in this card. I mean, granted, you know, we shouldn't be talking about that because we got too much other stuff to talk about. But I feel like that is the um, huh. the demon, the god pharaoh, whatever that was on a card from before. I feel yeah, like it yeah. was. They hinted at Bolas yeah. being in an Egyptian set. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, the next card is Blood Rage Alpha. They've increased the toughness from 4-3 to a 4-4. Four, four. Okay. Sure. Yep. As cards with high deck building costs, we felt this card along with Puppet Razor should have a more res- resilient to make it more competitive when compared to some of the more universal 4-mana options. They just wanted you to use this card. Yeah. They wanted you to craft it. So they made it tougher to kill, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's always just been an okay card. I've seen it played already. So maybe that means mm-hmm. now it'll be more played. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the next one so that you can talk about the one after. Okay. The next one is Cloister Gargoyle. They lowered the cost and reduced the toughness. So instead of it being a three mana creature, it's a two mana creature. And it's now a zero three instead of a zero four. This is the, one of the cards from... Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons set. Yeah. That when it enters the battlefield, venture into the dungeon, and as long as you've completed a dungeon, it gets plus three, plus zero, and is flying. They've now made it so that's only a two drop. And then if you complete a dungeon, it'll be a three, three flyer. It's not bad. No, this card's great. I mean, not great, but for an uncommon, it's a very solid card. Correct. Instead of just being completely trash like it was before. Mm-hmm. I agree. So the next one, I, I was kind of excited about this. I'm assuming that's why you wanted me to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I thought this card was going to be good, but every time I looked at it, everything about the card was overcosted by a ridiculous amount. It, <laughs> Correct. It's it's Dungeon Descent. Um, there's a rules adjustment and a decreased cost. So it used to come into play tapped. It doesn't do that anymore. Hey, like, I, never, I love it already. I didn't understand why it came into play tapped before. Mm-hmm. It just adds a colorless mana. Like, come on now. And um, yep. The, yep. before it used to say... Four mana, four, one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. tap, and then you also had to tap an untapped legendary creature you control to venture into the dungeon. And you can only activate it. And you can as... activate it as a sorcery. Unbelievable. Ugh. This card was Ugh. trash before. Ugh. Like, and now they changed it, so they no more enter the battlefield tapped, which is good, and it only costs one mana act to activate. They removed three whole mana. From its activation, that's how much they overcost it the first time. I had no idea why it cost so much before. And this card is still unplayable. It's still not a good card. Right. Completely unplayable. But it's not as awful as it was before. The point being is they removed three mana and the effect that it enters the battlefield tapped, and it's still an unplayable card. You need to remove the activate as a sorcery, and it's a playable card. Give me another mana. Make it cost two and tap it. And make it so it's not just a sorcery. And it's a playable card. I think it... I would be okay if I don't have to tap an untapped legendary creature. Sure. Then it's just venture into a dungeon. Yeah, as a sorcery Remove the word legendary. Remove the word legendary. There you go. Let any creature venture into the dungeon. Yes. Yep. I would be okay with that too. Yeah. Because then I could use a token. I could use whatever. Mm-hmm. As a sorcery is fine because a lot of the things can do some weird, like battle math changing things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm okay with it only being a sorcery for that reason. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess some of the some of the triggers are odd triggers that you don't want to happen. Well, you just don't want to have your opponent have to think about that many things mm-hmm. as a game designer. Like you I don't want to. Okay, let me look at all the different options that you could do. Do I really mm-hmm. want to attack here? Mm-hmm. It's a real yeah, feel bad moment if you attack and then they put a plus one plus one counter on a creature from venturing into the dungeon because you didn't realize that that was one of the pathways. Yeah. I hear you. They only have they say one creature. They block. Mm-hmm. They tap it. They put a plus one plus one counter on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just changes too much. I hear you. Uh, but it's still an unplayable card. Still unplayable. Yeah, hundred percent agree. The next one is Eliwick Tumblestrum. I can't believe you got that name right. In the first try, on too. the first try of like, <laughs> <laughs> I play Eliwick in a uh, deck. Listen, you've played many cards and you still get the name wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you called it a Sol Ring earlier, okay? That's what it is. <laughs> um, so uh, her third Planeswalker ability is now a minus six instead of a minus seven. Okay, sure. Yeah. Still, card's still not good. Nope, still not good. Still not good even with this. Even though I played in a deck, it was a deck with only cards from this set. And it was part of the box I pulled. That's why it's in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still not a good card. In fact, I think I'm going to take the actual version I have of this and change it to minus six anyway, because I don't care. Makes sense to me. I like that. (laughs) I'll put the little A in front of it at the top. (laughs) That works. Um, The next one is Fate's Reversal. Um, They just lowered the mana cost on this one. It now costs half as much as it did before. Yep, used to be one in a black, and now it just costs black. Uh, it says return up to one target creature from your graveyard to your hand and venture into the dungeon. Mm-hmm. I think they realized they overcosted the venturing into the dungeon. I think so too, because a lot of the cards that say venture into the dungeon have been adjusted. Yeah, yeah, because it just wasn't a playable mechanic in constructed. Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying to get it to be. Mm-hmm. Find the path has a rules adjustment. Um, this is an enchant land. I have never seen this card before. Um, again, I have it in the same deck that I have Eliwick in. <laughs> um, when it enters the battlefield, you venture into the dungeon, and then it's an enchant land that ha- makes it so the enchanted land can tap for two green. Now it can tap for two mana of any color. Sure. Which, I mean, it again, definitely makes I it stronger. But kind of want to change my paper card I have to this, because the two green kind of messes me sometimes, because I think I run this in like a green-white deck, and sometimes I want to use it to make white mana, and now this version can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the positive it's adjustment the has made a positive adjustment mm-hmm. to your deck. It's called a buff. <laughs> That's the slang term for it. Uh, the next uh, one we have is Puppet Razor. Wasn't really sure what this card was either, but it costs three and a black. It used to be a 3-3, three, three, and they made it a 3-4, just like the um, alpha card from earlier. Now it can't die to Lightning Bolt. Yep. Sure. Yep. Still a fine card. Um, at the beginning of your end step, exile up to one creature card from your graveyard. If you do, seek a creature card with mana value equal to the mana value of that card plus one. That card perpetually gains menace. Yep. Yeah, I've never played that card, but... Me neither. Doesn't seem like something I want to use a mythic wild card on. I don't think increasing uh, the toughness from 3-3 three, three to 3-4 three, is going to make me want to play it either. Nope, not in the least. I wasn't not playing this card because it dies to lightning bolt. Nope. Nope, I'm not playing it because it's a Mythic Rare. 
Correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you change your rarity down to a rare, we could talk. Yes. Yep. Uh, the next card they adjusted is Precipitous Drop. They made it from a 2B to a 1B. They they made it one less. Sure. Sure. I mean, it wasn't that badly priced before, but it wasn't... It wasn't that badly priced. But again, it's one of those venture into the dungeon where they're like, this clearly needs to be cheaper. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Again, we're finding out that they miscalculated all the venture into the dungeons. Mm-hmm. I think they priced it as draw a card, almost. When it's more scry level. Yeah. Which is virtually free. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triumphant Adventurer. I actually like this card. I've tried this in a few decks before. I like this card as well. This adjustment makes absolutely zero sense to me. Nope. Absolutely zero sense. 100% agree. I don't... Why? Is its power... So it went from a 1-1 to a 2-1. That's it. And... Um, I'm assuming so that way it hits, it kills the player quicker. I assume it must have been nobody cared about the venturing into the dungeon that much, so it's just take one damage. Okay, taking two damage a few turns adds up after a little while. Okay, I guess so. I just see the death touch first strike combo and go. Doesn't matter what its power is, gonna kill that other creature and live anyway. Right, but if it has, say, you take six damage off that over three turns, that's a lot As different to three, three damage over yeah. three turns. No, you're it a, just you're a, it, it makes your opponent think a little more. I hear you. Like maybe you will just throw a token in front of it mm-hmm. if you don't want to take the two. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe it does make sense then. Uh, card nerfs. <laughs> Negative card adjustments. Negative card adjustments, correct. Uh, divide by zero. Banned. Hey, they just banned it. No. They banned it in standard, so yeah. what are they doing with it in historic? I don't. And, um, I honestly don't think they did enough to this. I agree. Um, it only learns if tar- it targets a spell or a permanent with mana value four or less. Uh, so it still says, it's still two and a blue return target spell or permanent with mana value one or greater to its owner's hand. If its mana value is four or less, learn. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is enough. I think this card is still too strong. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, most of the cards that I cast are between one and three anyway. Mm-hmm. So it is the exact same card. Correct. Um, maybe... I don't think this matters, but say your Fearsome Whelp changes your, whatever, Goldspan Dragon to a four. Does that make mm-hmm. them learn still or no? Um, if you pull up the card next time you have a um, Inferno of the Mount in your hand, you will see that the top casting cost still says six, and it has written on the card four times this card costs one less to cast. Oh, okay. So it doesn't adjust the actual casting cost of the card. It just gives the card the ability this card casts one color, one generic less. Okay, cool, cool. I didn't know if it actually just changed the mana value or whatever. It does not change the mana value. And if you cast it, with, if you cast it, and if you have a instant or sorcery, for instance, that has perpetually lessened its thing as well, and you cast it with a 
um, Shark Typhoon out, you will still get the same mana value as the original, not what you paid. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's good to know. There were some notes along with Divide by Zero. Okay. It says that they're aiming to promote higher mana value cards in Alchemy. Divide by Zero was stronger as it targeted more expensive cards, and this change will more evenly distribute its power. I disagree, but okay. I mean, it, it, it does more evenly distribute it. It's just still too strong. Mm-hmm. Your boy. I agree. Your boy. Look how they've massacred my boy. <laughs> look, look what they did. Yeah. Fearsome Whelp. Rules adjustment. Now triggers on upkeep from end step and gains haste. I mean, yeah. is the haste gonna... I mean, really? Is, the, is that extra one damage the Fearsome Whelp gonna do really gonna help us? No, but I think changing it from end step to upkeep is a huge difference. And You're right, it is. And they wanted but to kind of extra, offset that by... It does not offset it at all. Giving this thing haste does not offset making it at the um, beginning of your upkeep. Oh, no. I'm not saying completely offsets it. It just helps. It needs, it needs to be at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase. It needs to be after you draw your card. If you're going to change it from the end step, from the end step, it needs to be after you've drawn your card, so that card can also get the buff. Yeah, that would be kind of cool too. I would like that. I it doesn't, and it's not going to live long enough no, to buff no. your creatures. It's going to die. For the, sure. That dragon deck is now gone. With with just this adjustment, that dragon deck is no longer playable. I'm, my phone is blowing up right now. Okay. With that group chat. <laughs> that we talked about earlier. <laughs> they should be here watching. I know, I know. Like it's just nonstop right now. Like mm-hmm. going off, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking, like I always want to make sure it's not one of my kids that needs something or the wife. So even though it's silenced, I'm like, oh, what is that? Okay, it's just yeah, them. Yeah. It's oh, just I them. It's just Onique saying something else. It's just Daniel <laughs> saying something else. <laughs> it's just funny, you know. Oh, no, I love it. So what do you think, Tony? Do you think this is a deck? Yes, I still think it's going to be a strong deck. You do? Yep, I do. This change is um, less powerful than the next change for the deck. That's going to be coming up in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it's going to be a strong deck. This is less powerful. This is more impactful to the deck. This change hurts the deck more than the other change. No, the other change affects it more, I think. I disagree. But we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. The next one, Hullbreaker Horror. The card that I think is one of the strongest cards in Standard right now. And Alchemy. Um, They changed it from... They they just basically removed this spell can't be countered. I was never countering this spell anyway, but okay. I would have countered this spell a million times if I was able to. Yeah, Yeah, I don't counter spells normally, so... That's true. That's true. I don't really play counter spells that often in Arena. So if you see this um, card, you just know you've lost already. Correct, yeah. yeah. So that that doesn't do much for me. Yeah, see, for me, any like the Alchemy um, Esper deck that I was playing recently, it, mm-hmm. if I got mine out, I felt like I just won. Yeah. And if my opponent did, I felt like they just won. But I've, I've had counters in hand. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I could have stopped it. They have some notes on this one too. It says removing this uh, this spell can't be countered will make Hullbreaker Horror easier to easier to interact with in both control mirrors and other blue decks. 
Since blue control decks also have access to Malevolent Hermit and Leer, Disciple of the Drowned, we felt removing the third instance of Can't Be Countered will make the mirror more fun. This change will also make aggro control more viable as cards like Disdainful Stroke can be more re- or can more reliably interact with threats. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Disdainful Stroke was just going to be so good. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one they adjusted, surprisingly enough, Inquisitor Captain. Yeah, I don't think this is surprising anybody at all. What? I think everybody um, has said that this card needed to be brought down a little bit. And I don't think they did it enough. I don't think they brought it down enough. They've added if you cast it and to the enter the bit to the enters the battlefield ability. So that way when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it and there are twenty more creature cards with mana value three or less, you get to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it no longer allows for glass pool mimic or soul herder or any of those things that flick it for that to work. Right. And I think that I think it brings it down to the a good level. I think I think the turns when it got glass pool mimics over and over and over again made it out of control. What I like about it is it doesn't affect the way I play this card. Same as me. Yep. I don't play glass pool mimics in my decks. Correct. I definitely had a Soul Herder Inquisitor Captain deck in Historic, but it wasn't very good. Yep, same here. This change, I think, is the best change they made. I agree. Yeah, I, I think so too. Out of all of the changes, I think this is the best change, and maybe the next one is also pretty good too. Um. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I think the next one is a pretty good one as yeah. well. When I read um, Inquisitor Captain, I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want mm-hmm. out of this card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I didn't like it when it just got out of control. Yeah, as a no, just collected company in white, I think it was fine. Out of all of the negative card adjustments that they've done today, <laughs> divide by zero, they did wrong. Fearsome wealth, they ma- they massacred my boy. I also might be biased. You are biased. To be completely honest with with fearsome wealth, this could be perfect, and I might just be biased. They massacred my boy. Hullbreaker horror. Maybe the adding, the removing this counter ability isn't good enough for this card. Again, I just might be biased because I never have countered this spell. This is perfect for Inquisitor Captain. Yep. Yep. As someone who plays Inquisitor Captain, I agree. I think this is a mm-hmm. fine adjustment mm-hmm. to this card. Now, the next one is Lear, Disciple of the Drowned. Yep. Um, added during your turn to its flashback ability. Oh, this, awesome. This is so good. Like, having awesome. them... Uh, divide by zero my spells after they've cast Lear just honestly feels unbeatable. Having them divide by zero your spell for one because they've made it perpetually cost less a couple of times and then drop out a Lear and then be able to cast it again from their grave. It's disgusting. It 100% is disgusting and I get I get it. Lear's a strong mythic five mana spell. Legendary mm-hmm. spell. It should be strong. Mm-hmm. But it just, it, it, it's it was overboard. It's still very strong. Yes. yes. It's just, you're, she's not going to counter all of the stuff you do anymore. He is not. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Is Lear a guy? That's definitely a guy. No, look at that. He's got a bear chest, so that usually... I always thought this was a chick. Mm. Go figure. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Matters very little. True. Very true. But yeah, I just, uh, I'm kind of happy about this one. It was way too powerful before. It was just as strong mm-hmm. as Hullbreaker Horror in my mind. Yep, I agree. And now it's less powerful. Mm-hmm. 
And it should be, considering this costs 5 and Hellbreaker Horror costs 7. And this says, combined with Fading Hope and Divide by Zero, we're too strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. The next card they've uh, negatively adjusted is Sanguine Brushstroke. They removed the life gain from sacrificing the blood token trigger. Thank God. Was that the problem with this card? Yes. The problem was this card was them gaining life off of sacrificing a blood token? It, it's certainly one of the issues that this card had. For me, like, I would get them down to, like, three three life. And then they would just start sacrificing blood tokens and get back up to 10, 12, 15. Yeah? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's always the creature that did it for me. It was always the blood artist that... The, you're still they're still gaining life when creatures die with blood artists too mm-hmm. you know and you're still gonna lose life when they sacrifice the blood token I've just never had the just the life gain part of this I mean I think they still want it to be issue. a strong card so they still want you to lose mm-hmm. the life I've just never had the life gain be the issue with this card that's all I definitely have like where I've yeah I'm like okay I got them at three and then I can see that they can gain like two life three life but then they Sacrifice a couple blood tokens, make more blood tokens, and it gets mm-hmm. out of control. All right. And this says, we are specifically targeting how Sanguine Brushstroke matches up against aggressive strategies. We opted to change Sanguine Brushstroke instead of the Meat Hook Massacre to minimize the impact to Historic and to have less of the deck's power concentrated on a single card. I really appreciate that, by the way. Yeah. That they didn't mess up Historic by getting, you know, messing with the Meat Hook Massacre. Mm-hmm. I don't like them messing with Historic anyway. I don't either. I don't like that all of these adjustments go to Historic. Either. Right. Except I wouldn't mind the buffs going to Historic. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the the negative adjustments, as they're calling mm-hmm. them. <laughs> going. Just adjustments. Um, it says, removing the life gain from the enchantment will allow aggressive decks to focus their answers on the conjured blood artist and overall increase their chances of pushing through lethal damage. Because right. if you kill the blood artist, they don't gain the life anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's tough to kill both a blood artist and the brushstroke. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I agree. Town Racer Tyrant added non-basic as a targeting restriction. So now when it enters the battlefield, target non-basic land you don't control. Loses all abilities and does two damage. Um, I, th- I think all this has done is said, Hey, look, this is what you want to do with this card anyway. You didn't want to put this on a forest. You didn't want to put this on a mountain. You wanted to put this on their faceless haven. You wanted to put this on their their hive of the eye tyrant. Said it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to put it on a creature land or something like that. You don't want to put it on their mountain. Now, I understand having the ability to put it on a mountain is good for when all they're doing is dropping out mountains. I get that. I think this doesn't hurt the card that much. I think it just makes it so this isn't an unfair card. When you play this on turn three on the play, and your opponent has only played two lands, it's nigh unbeatable at that point. But when your opponent starts with a tapped... um, Taps land, you know, one of the new ones. Yeah, no, no, no. Come... Right. And then that makes deck adjust. Then you have to make it a deck Boom. adjustment. Or if you see them playing a mountain turn one, don't mm-hmm. play those cards yet. Mm-hmm. And because you got to worry about it. Yep. Yeah, I I don't think this is as bad of a change as the other one. 
Now, I don't expect this deck to be played at all, so that I don't think this matters, but... I still think the deck is going to be a strong deck. It's going to be a player in yeah. the format. Just well, not necessarily so. as strong as it has been. I hope so. Uh, we talked about Teferi already. Yep. Balance adjustments. Hey, I guess that's it for the adjustments. Yep. And we're an hour and 20 minutes into the cast, so I think we're probably about done. True, true, true. Uh, you have any decks you want to talk about before we uh, move on? The only thing I would have to say is those the newest land cycle that just came out. I don't know what they're calling them, but it enters the battlefield tapped if you control two oh, yeah, yeah. or less lands. The newest, you yeah. know what I mean, that came out with the last two sets. I just put those in my Brawl deck. I don't know why, but it dawned on me that I'm using Karuga the Macro Sage as my companion mm. that says I can't have anything in my deck that costs less than three mana. These lands will always come into play untapped when I want them to. Why aren't I running these? Right. And I took out every single one of my pathways and replaced them all with those now. So now every single land in my deck now produces at least two colors, and it will all come into play untapped by turn three, except for the Triomes. Perfect. And it has made just that deck much better, just noticing, why aren't I playing those lands? Those lands are amazing, yeah. Then it just clicked. I'm like, oh no, with Karuga, I have to be playing, because these will always come into play. So I now just got, like, I replaced ten lands that all came into play and made one mana of one of two colors with the exact same land that just produces two colors and it will come into play tapped. Mm -hmm. And I just love it. It was just a small little adjustment I made to the deck that makes the deck so much better. Nice. That's huge. Yep. I think we talked last week. I'm not sure, though. Uh, but I hit Mythic this month already. Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't talk last week about that because it was right after the podcast. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yep. So I did it with... Um... Uh, the Orja of uh, Al uh, Cleric's deck. Yep, that we have talked about for a while. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, I'm still winning okay with it. It's kind mm -hmm. of decreased a little bit. People kind of know what's coming now. Mm -hmm. Probably because of our podcast. Enough people have heard about it. You, you know how it goes. Clearly. You know? Clearly. Um, so I'm down to a 59% win rate with the deck. Mm -hmm. So it is what but it is. But you had a nice couple of runs with it, huh? I really did. I went... I think I went on like a 20 and 2 run with it at one point. And yeah, just... I, went, I had 12 and 2 with that deck. After you sent that out, I played it. Went 12 and 2. Got me up from uh, platinum to diamond. Now I'm at the bottom of diamond and I can't get back out of it. I always feel like platinum is harder than diamond for some, for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just stuck there at the bottom. That deck was doing me nothing. I was breaking 50% every time I played with that deck. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying other things just for fun. Because now that I'm in Mythic, I don't think I'm going to make the top 1,200. So I've just been mm -hmm. kind of playing decks for fun. Yeah, I hear you. And I'm, I'm having fun playing Magic. But I'm definitely... My ranking is definitely dropping, though. Yeah, I probably won't make Mythic this season myself. You have to. It's part of your job. I don't have to. You have to. It's your job. Or what? Or what? I'll get fired? Off the podcast! You're done! Then who's editing? You! <laughs> just fired you just, me. You just don't get the talk. <laughs> It'll be me and... I don't know. Just me. It'll just be me. You and Matt? <laughs> yes. You'll yeah. be talking and Matt will have to type out all of his stuff? I'll turn Mike's, uh, Matt's mic on. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. 
cool. So you can find the Filthy Net Takers podcast on all different social medias, mostly Twitter and Facebook. Um, those are the best two places to get a hold of us. You can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. It's kind of cool. Uh, we really like talking to you guys, uh, so definitely do it. Uh, join our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash filthy net deckers. We love every single one of them that join us. Uh, you have access to our Discord. You have access to our group chat. Free tournaments every month uh, where Onique is gracious enough to send out packs and run these tournaments for us. Onique's a great tournament organizer. So if you need an organizer, please talk to Onique, whatever his last name is. <laughs> I'm so terrible. Oh, if I can read it, I might be able to say it. Nope, can't. Sorry. Sorry, Onique. Not even going to try and mess it up on you. Yeah, because that's the thing. I'm just going to mess it up. So, Just going to mess it up. Sorry, man. Send us a message and we will send them to you. I would give his Twitter, but again, it's just his last name. Just his last name. Yep. <laughs> he makes it easy by being his last name. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Love you, Monique, man. We really do. We really do. I just sent him out a package, too. So yeah. that should help um, our tournaments. Hopefully. Nice. So uh, thank you all, patrons, for real. We love every single one of you. Anybody can share their deck list with us. Makes our jobs that much easier. We'll play them for the podcast if you send us a deck list. And I think that's it. I think we're done. We are done. Sweet. Bye. Bye. He didn't mention my Twitch this time. Oh, no. Didn't mention your Twitch? <laughs> <laughs>